Welcome to the WWE Podcast. We're here to review Monday Night Raw that took place on Monday, December 27th, 2021. And we're going to get to the final go-home Raw show before the day one pay-per-view that takes place this Saturday night. And with a limited cast of characters due to the COVID outbreak in WWE, I thought WWE delivered about as good of a show as you could have expected with a limited cast. But that's not to say that we didn't have some segments that are, as always, rant-worthy. So... So sit back, relax, and enjoy this review of Monday Night Raw right after this. Let's talk about supplements for just a minute. The market of supplements is overcrowded, right? It's oversaturated. There's too many to choose from. You just don't know which one you want. You don't know which one's effective, what has potential harmful side effects. Well, I have one that I can tell you with confidence is not only not going to give you any of those negative side effects but also will provide you with the energy that's sustainable. It doesn't have those crashes. And the product I'm talking about is called Energy Boost. It's from a company called Vitaly Boost, and they sell a bunch of other great products. But you can check out the website at vitalyboost.com. That's V-I-T-A-L-I boost.com. So what makes Energy Boost so great? Well, it's made from natural, clinically researched ingredients that include caffeine, B vitamins, and other energy-stimulating nutrients, and it's perfect whether you're working out, gaming, studying, or during those intimate times with your partner. Not only does Energy Boost give you sustained, powerful energy, it's also specifically formulated to avoid those negative effects that I was talking about that some people experience with just consuming caffeine alone. I'm a massive coffee drinker. I can tell you, the crash is no fun, right? We all know that. Those of us that are Starbucks, affectionados, or um, wherever you may get your coffee, We all know what that does. This is not going to give you that crash. And Vitaly Boost, by the way, is a leader in the supplement uh, energy market. And customers absolutely love them. Right now, they have a 92% five-star review on Judge Me. It's a third-party review platform that only accepts reviews from verified purchases. So you know they're not just creating these manufactured, uh, manufactured reviews. These are real people reviewing the product, honestly. And 92% is a, an amazing, amazing uh, five-star rating review. So check out Energy Boost today, risk-free. You can go to vitaliboost.com. Again, that's V-I-T-A-L-I boost.com. You use our promo code WWE for a discount. But if you're interested in learning a little bit more about the science behind Energy Boost, visit my Vitaly Boost's health guide at vitaliboost.com. Uh, again, V-I-T-A. LIboost.com. And right there, you'll find information from peer reviewed academic journals about the active ingredients in all of Vitaly Boost supplements. All of these supplements, by the way, are made in the United States. That's cool. And a reminder go to VitalyBoost.com and use our promo code WWE. You'll get a discount on the Energy Boost and all of their other great supplements. So don't miss out, guys. Go check out Energy Boost. And again, it's VitalyBoost.com. V-I-T-A-L-I Boost.com. This is WWE superstar Drew McIntyre, and you're listening to the WWE Podcast. One that everybody wants, me. You're gonna acknowledge me. Alright, welcome to the WWE Podcast, and we're here to talk about the Monday Night Raw that aired last night on December 27th, 2021. And uh, again, as I said at the open of the show, I you know. There are always things rant-worthy, I think, just on a weekly basis in WWE. But given the COVID outbreak and three-quarters of the main event not able to even show in person, that you know, I think that that's telling that they were able to still, I think, properly promote it with the resources that they had. And Kevin Owens, of course, the only sole individual in that match who was in person in Detroit. And so we'll get to that. We're going to get to The Miz and Maurice and their brood bath. I uh, have mixed thoughts on that. Eric Bischoff's return. <laughs> Very mixed thoughts on that as well. Kind of nostalgia, but also what the hell are we doing? It's kind of like bringing Vince back for what reason exactly, right? Like characters like these should be brought back in big angles for big reasons. And it was seemingly just kind of a throwaway. Uh, I don't know if Eric Bischoff just wanted a paycheck. I don't know what really triggered WWE to bring in Eric Bischoff. Maybe they wanted star power in the main event. And then I say main event kind of loosely, right? The main, the, the final segment. They wanted star power, given the fact that they were down three of their big stars. 
So perhaps that's the case, but Eric Bischoff, yeah, I, I don't know. So we'll, we'll get to that as well in, in just a minute, but a uh, couple things. Number one, if you want to go ad free, the sale is coming to a close 99 cents for an entire month, or you can do an, an entire year for $9 and 99 cents on Apple podcasts. Go to our page, click the ad free button, and you will be locked in no matter what happens to the price. It's coming to a close. Go ahead and uh, get into our ad free experience or go on to Patreon for a dollar. Also there, you get everything ad free and you get access to our discord server that will be lighting up during the Saturday night review or Saturday night uh, pay-per-view rather where all of our wrestling fans on the show on the uh, page come together all the patrons and we just give our in-person reactions as they happen uh, it's it's so much fun during pay-per-views and so get yourself into patreon and get yourself ready to go for Saturday night I keep wanting to say Sunday night so uh all right well before we also get to the raw review uh I do have one thing that I need to make good on because I completely forgot to on my mailbag last week. So in in uh, keeping with good faith here, I want to make sure that I give uh, Dennis McGinley here his due. I totally missed your message, Dennis, on the mailbag. So here is Dennis's mailbag from last week. And, and I do want to make sure, again, that it's only fair. So here we go. All right. So uh, Dennis writes to us. And says that, hey there, Matt, let's talk about SmackDown. I wasn't shocked that Paul Heyman went on Brock Lesnar's side. We know Paul Heyman's good at the mic. What about in ring? Wouldn't you like to see him face Roman in a wrestling match? But Heyman, is he good at wrestling? What would his finisher be? Well, uh, Dennis, I think there's exactly a 0% chance of Paul Heyman getting into the ring, doing any kind of maneuver other than taking a bump. I mean, he barely could hit the mat with any kind of force. (laughs) I mean, taking the Superman punch is about the extent of his in-ring career. I do not believe there will be any kind of match with Paul Heyman. It's not going to happen. He might take an F5 if he ends up truly turning on Brock or maybe taking a spear, but that's it. There's no, there's not going to be any offensive maneuvers on Paul Heyman's end at all. Uh, now, let's talk a little bit about Raw. Let's go right to Almost and AJ. Again, guys, this is from last week. Uh, I think AJ is the babyface here, and Omas is the heel, and then Omas should be separating himself from AJ. That's how the team, I think, should be or should have broken apart. Earlier, you did a news brief about AJ and said he would be good in AEW. On the Raw review, you said that something uh, taking AJ to NXT for a while, maybe this is his contract is coming to an end. I don't think his contract's coming to an end. I mean, again, I don't know the specifics of his contract, but typically you hear rumors floating around around this time. If that were the case, you know, you hear about, oh, so-and-so, like we heard about Kevin Owens contract expiring six months ago and not all contracts are public knowledge. Sometimes they leak. And sometimes rumors come out, sometimes they're right, sometimes they're not. That said, I do believe that uh, AJ is the babyface agreed, Omos is the heel, or Omos is the heel. And I agree. That should be the case. And I do believe AJ is just making a quick pit stop in NXT, not long term. Okay, uh, a couple more points. Now a little to WrestleMania 38. I've been hearing that Stone Cold could make an appearance. The only one thing I could hear is hell raising, whooping some you know what? I put three stars instead of the abbreviation because this show's PG. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And look, I've heard about that too. I think I did a news brief on it too, with uh, Austin being rumored to be at the WrestleMania 38 in Dallas. Makes sense. Of course, not in a wrestling capacity, just in a stunner beer bath capacity. That's all. And that's all we need from Stone Cold. It's in Dallas. Can you believe it's already been, what, six years since they were that last there with WrestleMania 32 and him? And Michaels and Foley interrupted the League of Nations and also stunned Xavier Woods, which was one of the best things I've seen. Can't believe it. Uh, Okay, wouldn't you think Stone Cold could keep old man Vince in line? Also, I think Stone Cold could give Vince a good beer bath and the ever great stunner. Still going to do a shout out to the Crisis and Love the Trash, Fire and Lunchables. Both Crisis and DJ Kuzmo know a lot on WWE combined. Another fire to say about the crisis for me that only that only listens to the podcast. Bless, uh, blessed in you. Uh, so I can ask you questions, please. I'm not sure what you mean. Um, I, I mean, I read it as you wrote it, so I'm not I'm not really sure. So uh, my apologies. But you continue on and say, I did a tweet on Twitter to help me find crisis. And you did. So that's good. And to plug your Twitter, Dennis, it's at Ginley 8 Dennis, G-I-N. L-E-Y-8, Dennis. So 
Also on Instagram at Zenden1382. So thank you for the compliments, Dennis. And uh, I'm glad that you are uh, joining us here. So, all right, let's, uh, let's get to, oh, 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 one last thing. I promise, I promise. Tomorrow night, Mr. and Mrs. Casual Wrestling Fan are doing the mailbag for the emails, not the voicemails. I'll be doing voicemails. So guys, whether you're on Patreon, you can send me messages through their direct message service, or you can do it on email, gmail.com. Send me your questions because... I will be sending those on and forwarding them on, forwarding them on to Mr. and Mrs. Casual Wrestling Fan. So please do that. I want to be able to give him some good stuff. You guys never see, uh, seem to disappoint. So please send your emails over to me and I will forward them on. And I, we need them by like midday, maybe evening time tomorrow. So, okay. Monday Night Raw. Okay. So COVID outbreak. Clearly, Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley uh, had COVID, which is why they weren't there. Big E as well. Um, Kevin Owens was the only man standing, I guess the last man standing, pun intended, for the entire main event on the show. And, you know, I think he did a decent job. Kevin Owens always has a likability about him, even as a heel, because he's, he's relatable. He is like a fan as being a wrestler. Like, you can tell that... He says things that fans are thinking. And with the segment he had on Raw, where inexplicably, Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin came out after MVP did to, uh, I guess, challenge Kevin Owens to try to get back in the Hurt Business. KO already called it and said, yeah, we already know what's going to happen. Just get in the ring. And, if, uh, you know, if you win, you want to you, you make your case to get back in the Hurt Business. And so Shelton, or rather Cedric Alexander and Kevin Owens went at it. Of course, Kevin Owens wins via stunner to uh, Cedric, stunner to Shelton, and then MVP looks on. And so I I don't understand this. I guess, again, this is where the storylines go awry. And because I had no problem with Cedric and and Shelton getting airtime. I I still don't believe they should have broken up the Hurt Business. I still believe as of this day they should be together. And the reasons that they were still aren't clear to me. And so for them to want to get back with MVP, the one that turned his back on them, I mean, what, what are we doing? <laughs> That's never going to be explained, ever. Just like the last time they were randomly wanting to get back into the same group that disbanded them, beat them up, and humiliated them, randomly decides to, yeah, you know what? We like Bobby tonight. We like Bobby Lashley. We're going to forgive everything he did, and we're just going to support him. And they did the same thing this week with no explanation at all, none, just Vince hoping the fans don't remember what happened when they broke up. It's just insane. Uh, but those that are listening may or may not remember or care, so I'm going to move on. But uh, Kevin Owens, again, ho- holds his own in the ring here, holds his own on the microphone. And I love the reaction, too, backstage with the other interviewer, Kevin, where KO told Kevin to find a new name, and he has one week to do it. That was funny. That's not heelish. That's, that's, that's babyface. It's hilarious. Uh, and... Yeah, of course, Kevin Owens ran down the town, along with like three other people calling Detroit basically a dumpster fire. I mean, in so many words. And I don't know how many times we need to hear about Detroit being the armpit of America. I mean, my God, they ran down Detroit. Uh, Miz actually had a pretty good uh, line, too. He said that, uh, you know, you guys live here willingly, right? So don't boo me. (laughs) But we'll get to the main event. And I say main event in quotes in just a few minutes. But uh, Kevin Owens, I think, held his own pretty well, told the interviewer, I don't know, Kevin Patrick? I think it's Kevin Patrick. Get a new name. But also uh, just kind of put his head in his hands about what Big E was saying uh, in his promo that he clearly just sent from his phone to uh, to management, which makes sense. If they have COVID, the least you can do is at least have them have a presence on the show by sending in a, a an actual like promo from their phone. Why not? The phone's quality is good enough now. In 2021, that it could be a decent, you know, it could come across halfway decent, not like looking like a flip phone or something. So it's fine. And it, you know, they did what they could with what they had. That's kind of the theme of this show. Didn't love the show, didn't hate the show, but I think they maximized the resources to some degree. So Kevin Owens again, um, though, putting going back to him was uh, was a delight where he didn't have to share the spotlight with anybody. It was just Kevin Owens. In, in that in the entire main event picture for uh, for day one, 
And uh, so I, I really enjoyed that. So, uh, all right, well, let's, let's continue on here. Um, I'm going to be jumping around a lot because that's, that's what I do. Um, okay. AJ Styles accused Omos of being scared and unappreciative. Styles promised to kick Omos's teeth in. And then he invited star Grayson Walker, who was holding up a sign in the front row into the ring. They almost came to blows before Apollo and Commander Aziz interrupted, the latter of which challenged Styles to a match. And then uh, the phenomenal one accepted Aziz's invitation. So um, that was it. And Omos obviously was not on the show. COVID, COVID, COVID <laughs> strikes again. So AJ is left to uh, speak to ghosts about uh, about his program, but no fault of his own, and it's fine. You know, I, I think it's fine, and AJ and Omos is going to be a fun match from the perspective of it's David and Goliath, and we've seen it a hundred times. I do wonder about the selling ability of Omos. You know, we've seen him be dominant, the giant, but eventually he's going to have to sell. I'm not saying flip, flop, and fly, but eventually he's going to have to take a finish. Eventually he's going to have to leave his feet and take, you know, a bump. I wonder if he knows how to take a bump. I hope so. I'm sh- I'm being facetious and just a jerk, but eventually he's going to have to, you know, have somewhat of a comprehensive matchup where it's not just him no selling absolutely everything. It can't, it can't happen. So I wonder what a phenomenal forearm will look like. It's not going to take him off his feet. So I'm sure it'll take like three or four phenomenal forearms to have Omos leave his feet. Uh, all right, let's get to something really good. Two really good things here. You know, I got to say, uh, for all the negativity sometimes I spew out on this show, uh, there are there were two really good matches on this show. The Street Profits versus Dominic and Ray. What a match. Pay-per-view quality match. In a match I did not expect to be pay-per-view quality. It was really good. The, the, the false finishes, the frog splash false finish by Dominic was really good. For as good as Dominic is in the ring, he's that bad on the mic. You, I mean, they, they hide him from the microphone. Um, I, I also not a fan of him having his dad piggyback him like a, you know, a five-year-old in gym class down the aisle. It's childish. It's, it's, I know it's supposed to be a bonding moment. Stop it. Okay. You, you both of you are grown men and you're still like, you know, holding each other. What? I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't know. I don't get, I'm going to get on a dark, deep hole here. So. My point is, though, this match was really, really good. The match of the entire night. I mean, the best match I've seen on Raw in in months. So good. I don't know. Maybe I'm overblowing this. I don't know what it was, but the the, the chemistry. Angela Dawkins is, is always an absolute treat to watch. The the uh, the length or the distance in which he was able to hit his splash. He was three quarters across the ring, and he still hit it. Perfectly. Man, Angelo Dawkins is going to be a star when he gets away from uh, the, the tag team scene here. I can't wait. I like the new look on Angelo Dawkins, too. Or um, Montez Ford. Montez Ford is what I'm meant to say. Not Angelo Dawkins. Angelo Dawkins is clearly second fiddle here. Montez Ford is what I meant to say. Is the star. And I can't wait until he breaks away. And goes on a star on, on his own on a singles run. He's going to be fun to watch. And an underdog, yes, but in, a baby face all the way. And, and as I was just saying before, his look, the way he's changed it, growing the beard, putting the dreads in, good stuff. You know, it, it, it's keeping him fresh, and I like it. You know, there, there was nothing really to complain about this matchup, nothing. The Street Profits and Dominic and Ray, credit to all involved. All involved. And uh, the, the finish that the Street Profits have... It's a massive, I, I guess this is what CBS Sports says it is. This is their description, so I want to make sure that this is right. Maybe you guys can tell me. They said that the Street Profits beat Mysterio, uh, Ray, and Dominic after landing a massive blockbuster on Dominic. Is that what it's really called? A massive block? It's just called a block, blockbuster? A massive blockbuster? Is there a name for it I'm missing? You guys will correct me, I'm sure. But it was just such a beautiful move. So good. So it's going to be now at day one, the Street Profits versus RK-Bro for the Raw Tag Team titles. And I have to say, I have my doubts that RK-Bro is going to walk away with the with the championships, especially given the RKO tease by Randy on Raw. I know that was seemingly innocent, but was it? 
or was it foreshadowing? We're going to get to that in a minute, too. Okay, Dana Brooke and Reggie defeat R-Truth and Tamina via pinfall after Reggie scored a wheelbarrow victory roll on Truth. I don't know what to say about this. I saw a little bit of this. Um, you know, well, actually, I saw the whole thing because it was so short. Uh, Dana Brooke, I, I really just don't know. I, I don't know what to think of her anymore. Reggie, I think, is fun to watch. I, I actually like Reggie more than most people. I think he's got charisma. He's clearly just a, a gymnast in a wrestling gear. Uh, R-Truth and Tamina, I, that's a weird pairing to me. But Dana Brooke, man, um, Dana Brooke is... And she's such a, you know, somebody should just do a deep dive into Dana Brooks career for how long she's been in the same spot is insane. Dana Brooke has been in the exact same spot since day one, no pun intended. So, I mean, maybe, maybe we can have like a deep dive into Dana Brooke. It, it's, I, I don't know. And she's continues to stick around. So, you know, kudos to her. But uh, at some point you'd think they would give her a push and see what she's got. You know, at least Put her in a, in, a, in a place where she needs to maximize her minutes. See how the crowd reacts. See how she does. Can she Does she sink or swim? So, um, all right. The next match I really loved. And you know what? These next two I did. Randy Orton versus Otis. I love the storyline going into this. While it's superficial and while it doesn't have a deep like, hook for you, like a deep emotional hook, the storyline was as follows. Randy Orton cannot RKO Otis. He's un-RKO-able. And it eventually took seven tries before Randy Orton got it between last week and this week. He was 0 for 3 last week, 0 for 3 until he went for the fourth attempt. So it took seven tries until he hit the RKO. I love that because you build to that moment. You also protect Otis a little bit because no one's ever done that to my knowledge. So, I mean, I really like this match. Yes, Otis is limited, but limited in the, the way that you'd expect with his body type. I'm I'm all for people having various body types in WWE and being able to maximize those different styles and not everybody wrestling the same way because everyone has the same athletic build. So that is that's one thing. But it, I, I liked it because seeing our Otis get RKO'd was very satisfying. And I said that last week that I'm actually looking forward to that. So good stuff there. Otis does take the pinfall clean. He does take it clean. Randy Orton wins. So I don't know if that means that Randy, or rather Otis, has been now defined down a little bit more, that he's not truly ready for the main event, the prime time, or if, in fact, it's the op- opposite way where this is easily Otis's biggest match to date and they're going to continue to see what he can do in a semi-main event area. You know, you can read it both ways. I guess time will tell. Riddle versus Chad Gable. Uh, Riddle defeated Chad Gable uh, via pinfall after landing a moonsault in a short but technically pleasant match. that's That at least was the description by CBS Sports. That's how they labeled this. And it was. It was it was pleasant, technically sound. I mean, they didn't give these two enough time, but I still enjoy the hell out of it. They have very similar styles. They both have endless gas tanks. And I could watch these two in a 30 or 60-minute Iron Man match. That would be so much fun. Uh, and they both just are, are absolutely true athletes in every sense of the word. Gable truly is an Olympian. Matt Riddle with his uh, MMA experience. I mean, you look up and down here and Chad Gable and, and Riddle are exactly what they say they are. Um, they have all the tools. Their promos are good, more, more than suitable. And I, I would love to see this actually continue. Chad Gable and Riddle. Can, can we make this a thing? I know it was probably a one-off. But I'd like to see Riddle and Chad Gable continue somehow because they're so good together. Or at least have Orton and Riddle face Otis and Chad Gable a couple of more times. You know, I I would, I'm all for that, I gotta say. So, um, let's take a quick break. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a breather here because number one, I need it. I, I got the, not that anyone cares about my personal medical problems or <laughs> my personal, not even a problem, my medical history that I'm sharing live on the air here. I got the booster for the COVID shot yesterday and uh, I, I'm poof. Like it, it pretty much railroaded me like the second shot did. Like the first shot, I got Moderna, was fine. Second shot completely tanked me. The third shot tanked me about as bad as the second one where I got like chills. I'm sitting here on a blanket and I got the heat pumped up to 71 
and I, you know, I have splitting headache, but it goes away quickly. So I'm not skewing anybody away from the booster. I mean, I, I think it's certainly a, I think it's a good idea. Personally, you make your own choices, but if you had your side of a side effect for the second shot, just prepare yourself. You may get away with it, but uh, I've heard more often than not those people that I know the the booster does uh, seemingly get them again. <laughs> so sore arm, really sore arm. Feels like a hundred pounds and uh, fever and splitting headache. So yeah, it sounds great. I know it just advertises it really well. So there's your infomercial for the booster. Uh, I'm, I really have no interest. You, you guys do whatever you want, of course, but that's just my personal thoughts on it. So okay. Quick break for the sponsor of the show, and we're going to be right back with more Monday Night Raw. Let's talk about supplements for just a minute. The market of supplements is overcrowded, right? It's oversaturated. There's too many to choose from. You just don't know which one you want. You don't know which one's effective, what has potential harmful side effects. Well, I have one that I can tell you with confidence is not only not going to give you any of those negative side effects but also will provide you with the energy that's sustainable. It doesn't have those crashes. And the product I'm talking about is called Energy Boost. It's from a company called Vitaly Boost, and they sell a bunch of other great products. But you can check out the website at vitalyboost.com. That's V-I-T-A-L-I boost.com. So what makes Energy Boost so great? Well, it's made from natural, clinically researched ingredients that include caffeine, B vitamins, and other energy-stimulating nutrients. And it's perfect whether you're working out, gaming, studying, or during those intimate times with your partner. Not only does Energy Boost give you sustained, powerful energy, it's also specifically formulated to avoid those negative effects that I was talking about that some people experience with just consuming caffeine alone. I'm a massive coffee drinker. I can tell you, the crash is no fun, right? We all know that. Those of us that are Starbucks, affectionados, or um, wherever you may get your coffee, we all know what that does. This is not going to give you that crash. And Vitaly Boost, by the way, is a leader in the supplement uh, energy market. And customers absolutely love them. Right now, they have a 92% five-star review on Judge Me. It's a third-party review platform that only accepts reviews from verified purchases. So you know they're not just creating these manufactured, uh, manufactured reviews. These are real people reviewing the product, honestly. And 92% is a, an amazing, amazing uh, five-star rating review. So check out Energy Boost today, risk-free. You can go to vitaliboost.com. Again, that's V-I-T-A-L-I boost.com. You use our promo code WWE for a discount. But if you're interested in learning a little bit more about the science behind Energy Boost, visit my Vitali Boost's health guide at vitaliboost.com. Uh, again, V-I-T-A. LIboost.com. And right there, you'll find information from peer reviewed academic journals about the active ingredients in all of Vitaly Boost supplements. All of these supplements, by the way, are made in the United States. That's cool. And a reminder go to VitalyBoost.com and use our promo code WWE. You'll get a discount on Energy Boost and all of their other great supplements. So don't miss out, guys. Go check out Energy Boost. And again, it's VitalyBoost.com. V-I-T-A-L-I Boost.com. Welcome back to the WWE Podcast. Let's get back to more great wrestling audio. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for staying with us here. And again, I know those commercial breaks can be a pain in the neck, but get yourself ad-free for under a dollar. You can go ad-free for all the shows. We pump out like nine shows a week, guys. So how about that? It's pretty good value, I got to say. You do nine shows a week, sometimes eight, sometimes seven, but depending on the week, it's seven to nine shows times four weeks a month. A month. Do the math. It's a lot of shows ad-free. So um, one thing I want to say, as I continue to veer off topic, and it's probably the vaccine still running through my body, uh, two things. And I know this has nothing to do with Raw. So those of you that are about to write a negative review, here is some material for you that he goes off topic and doesn't talk about Raw. But I don't I don't really care because it's my show and I get to talk about things that I want to. So uh, two things. Dexter. If you haven't watched New Blood and you got into Dexter, I still highly recommend it. We have two episodes left until the finale. We're eight out of ten done. So we don't know what happens at the end, obviously. But if you were a fan of Dexter, like I was, I've seen the whole thing through twice. New Blood is still very good, I have to say. On the flip side, and this is the last thing I'll say, and then I'll go right to Monday Night Raw, I promise. Matrix Resurrections. (laughs) 
big disappointment. I'm not going to put any spoilers out there. If you want to go on YouTube, there's many, many, many of uh, those channels that review movies, and a lot of them are just crapping all over Resurrections, and deservedly so. Uh, Resurrections, I'm not going to go into detail because it's. I'm not going to give any spoilers other than saying it did not feel like a Matrix movie. Um, it was too long, and it was convoluted as F for no reason. Instead of just being straightforward, easy to understand like a lot of the previous movies were, it's making Res- uh, Matrix Revolutions, the the hated uh, final sh- uh, final movie of the trilogy, when it was a trilogy, Res- uh, Revolutions, it makes that movie look like, you know, hell, I don't know, Titanic or something. It was good. Um, it's in comparison. But Resurrections, man, is uh, it's a tough pill to swallow. Pun intended. See what I did there? So let me know what you guys think about Resurrections and or Dexter if you watch either. Maybe I should do a spinoff show. Okay, Monday Night Raw, as you are writing a negative review for me on Apple Podcasts, I do appreciate that. Um, I'm going to respond to more of them, by the way. <laughs> I know many of you out there, don't give them any attention. Yeah, well, you know what? Those people that think they're hurting me with the uh, reviews are actually helping me because they're still reviewing my show. So I'll do more of those, by the way, on TikTok at The WWE Podcast. I'm going to do another round of negative review responses. So look out for that. Okay, uh, moving on here to, let's see, my notes. I did write some notes during the show, and I wanted to to get to it. Oh, <laughs> here, here's where some things come into, not really, I don't know if it's not really rant-worthy, just shake my head-worthy. Jimmy Smith telling us about the matchup between the Street Profits and Dominic and Ray. They, Jimmy Smith drilled into our head that anything, and I mean anything, can happen in this one. What? No. Hey, hey, Jimmy. No. Okay. That's that's first and foremost. No, anything can happen. And you know, want to know why? You want to know why your your narrative that you're trying to push from? Of course, it's corporate who's just spewing these lines and making sure they hit quotas of saying certain phrases a number of times. Uh, and and he's just doing his job. So to those that are pushing this through his earpiece for him to say into the microphone, uh, no. You don't get to tell us that anything could happen. And then on, on the same, in the same breath, also show us that no, anything can't happen. Monday Night Raw has not had a feel of anything can happen in many, many, many years. You may have a few moments, glimmers of hope here and there. But for the most part, we know when, when uh, WWE is going to commercial break, that needs to stop. Okay, that that is a killer. Uh, I mean, because I mean, I, I've gone over that, but... Production, people staring at TVs with their backs to them because they have to get that perfect shot. Everybody, if they're in an office, like say for um, for uh, Sonya Deville or Adam Pierce, are lined up perfectly if there's multiple people in the room so everybody gets a shot in camera. It, I understand that the reasons for it, but it also takes away from the believability and also this narrative you're pushing of anything could happen. And I mean anything could happen. When Jimmy Smith said that, I'm like, bro, no. No, it can't. And actually, you telling me further uh, furthers my case that no, it can't, and it doesn't, okay? We typically know when matchups are going to end. You feel a finish coming. There's a sequence of events, false finishes. And you know what? This matchup, as I said, was really good and not taking anything away from all four of these men. Very good. But don't tell us and and. and you know, speed these empty words that anything can happen. You know, I think they say that more often than I'm realizing, not just in this match, but, you know, when they open the show, when Jimmy Smith or, or Byron Saxton or Michael Cole or Corey Graves opens the show to SmackDown Raw, I think it just glo- gets glossed over my head because I don't listen to that anymore. I don't hear it anymore because I don't believe it. It's empty words where they'll open the show and this this is the final SmackDown before day one pay-per-view, whatever, on a show where anything could happen. No, <laughs> we don't believe you. We do not believe you. It's a false narrative. It's empty words. Does anybody else follow me here? I'm close to a rant on this. I didn't realize how much I was annoyed by it until Jimmy Smith tried to shove it down our throats that this tag match out of all the matches and all the segments on the show, this was the one that anything could happen. And and he said, end quote, and I mean, anything could happen. What, what, what makes you feel like that? <laughs> what, are, what are you talking about, Jimmy? Again, I know it's people telling him to say that, but good Lord. Um, just so many corporate phrases 
that it, it's almost like it doesn't matter who's sitting in the commentary booth at times because they all say the same stuff the same way. So it doesn't it's just like a, it's just like a vessel that WWE uses to spew their corporate language out or their, you know, say this this way, push this, talk about, you know, say mind games five times in the, in the show. Make sure you hit that quota. Make sure you say message or uh, statement at least 18 times in the show. You know, it's just it's just so many like phrases that it doesn't matter who's in the booth because it just feels, especially the play by play person, that it's just so structured and they're supposed to be off the cuff and they're anything but. And by the way, Byron Saxon needs to go. Okay, the Byron Saxon experiment's over. I don't like three in a booth anyway, and boy, I would cut him faster, you know, than, um, I don't know. I, I can't come up with a funny analogy. <laughs> I'm My brain, I'm in a hell of a fog right now. But right now, Byron Saxon is just a net negative at the at the announce booth. He just is. He adds nothing. He It's almost like when he announces... <clears throat> it's just like he's saying things tongue in cheek. Like he doesn't really believe them. He just says these kind of like phrases where you can picture his face with a sly smile on it. Like you don't believe anything he says. He's, I don't know. Byron Saxon's got to go. I'm, I'm over the Byron Saxon experiment. Two is more than enough at the commentary table. Okay. I just wanted to point that out. So there's some more material for you guys to hit me with. If you want to write a negative review. I mean, I encourage five stars. Let's not, let's be real. Five-star reviews are very helpful, but uh, anyway, moving on. Enough of those haters, right? Don't spend any time with those haters. All right. Um, okay, let's see here. What the, what else did I want to talk about? I, I mean, I almost covered, did I dare cover everything except the main event? Oh, Damian Priest and Dolph Ziggler for a United States Championship match. Here's another thing I really liked. Damian Priest's promo. And we got somewhat of an explanation as to why he's suddenly this dark character when he, when he snaps into it. And he calls that dark character Damien. Uh, what? <laughs> That's your name, bro. I mean, he couldn't come up with something else. He couldn't have named it. I don't know. I don't know. Something else. Anything else. But that's your first name. So when he says Damien's going to come out, well, that's you. So I don't know why he couldn't come up with some alter ego or um, naming it, branding it differently other than just his normal regular name. But, but that aside... I did appreciate his promo, and boy, does he have a nice deep voice to him, doesn't he? He's got a very commanding alpha male voice. You know, Brock Lesnar could only dream of having this voice. It feels like this voice should be on Brock Lesnar. And, and Brock Lesnar just has this kind of high-pitched voice that every time he opens his mouth, it just sometimes <laughs> doesn't work. It's not embarrassing, I don't think. It, it, it's Brock. It's still great. But I, I just, I've always been kind of off-put by Brock's voice. It doesn't fit his stature. But uh, Damian Priest has certainly got it. He's got a voice for radio. He's got a voice for promos. And the way he delivers promos is still very good. And he warned the Miz, or Dolph Ziggler that, you know, if you if you push me, that you're going to see a side of me that, uh, you know, you wish you had to that effect. Um, and I, I think it was fine. I, I, I think it was good. At least, at least he explained, because I've been talking about it for weeks. They haven't explained why this change has been going on for a couple months now. Are they going to ever explain why the hell Damian Priest suddenly snaps? In matches, and lo and behold, here we are. It's just this darkness inside of him. Fine. You know what? It's not the deepest. It's not the most, I guess, complex reason, and that's fine. Because I always say, at least they gave us something. They gave us something, and that's fine. Maybe he's watching Dexter, too, because that's kind of a reference to Dexter about, like, a dark passenger or a darkness inside you. So maybe he's also watching Dexter. I don't know. But uh, this matchup was, I think, good. What do you expect from Dolph Ziggler and Damian Priest? It was, it was fine. It was fine. Um, the one thing I'll say, though, this ended with Ziggler getting beat, or rather Ziggler winning via DQ because Damien snapped and didn't adhere to the five count. So I guess Damien Priest, who's the babyface, didn't adhere to the five count, and the, the crowd booed this. Kind of weird, right? Like, typically the heel would be the one to get the five count against him, and it would be heat on the heel for, you know, ending the match in kind of a lame way. But they're con- going to continue this, and I'm fine with it. I, I really am. I-, I thought that it was, it-, it did what it needed to do. Um, you know, I, I guess CBS Sports here, as I'm reading it, wa- they weren't big fans of uh, of this matchup, but I thought it was fine. Um, 
They said the priest went berserk in the match's closing stanza after being berated in open palms slapped by Ziggler, which is what triggered him. The champ cornered Ziggler and swarmed him with strikes, ignoring the referee's five count and forcing a DQ. Priest closed out the segment by spiking Ziggler with the reckoning on the outside of the ring. So just like Robert Roode from the previous week, Ziggler follows suit and gets slammed on you know, headfirst, presumably, on the outside of the ring with the reckoning. So again, I while I am complaining about the fact that it was kind of a heel move to do and he's a babyface, I'm cool with it because I like this new nuance that he's added. I like that he's at least have a basic explanation of what's triggered it. What is it? You know, and Damien's decent, decent to good in the ring. Ziggler is, of course, always really good in the ring, can work with anybody. And this matchup's clearly going to, this program's going to clearly continue. And I'm fine with that. No, I, I think it, it served its purpose. You didn't get a finish you wanted. It wasn't decisive. It's going to continue to the pay-per-view. I'm, I'm fine with it. I really am. Um, all right. So let's get to the main event. I was a bit perplexed to see after the Miz was complaining about roses that Eric Bischoff was going to be officiating the vow renewals of Maurice and Miz. And it was cool to see Eric Bischoff back. Don't get me wrong. I, I think he's one of the more underrated characters in WWE history, especially in the GM role, maybe the greatest GM of all time, arguably. I think he's in the conversation. I think we forget how good he was as GM. I know it was in heel role and the heel role of GM was overplayed, 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 but boy, was he good. Boy, was he good. And of course, Stone Cold as the co-GM in 2003, 2004 was just, it was gold. And I do, if anybody wants a, a nice trip back to memory lane, go go watch Eric Bischoff as Raw GM. You talk about a heat-driven, like, or a heat-seeking missile. Like, he is and was a mastermind at manipulating the crowd. So it was cool to see him back. He looks pretty good for his age. You know, pure white hair, cool. He looks a hell of a lot better than Vince. I got to say that. He can he actually can enunciate his words. You know, where Vince needs subtitles at this point. So... That was fine. I just don't understand. You know, as cool as it was to hear Eric Bischoff's music, I kind of marked out for that. It, very nostalgic. That was fun. Um, but I just, I don't understand why you're going to bring Eric Bischoff back for this. Again, other than we are down a lot of stars tonight because of COVID, we need star power. Eric, what are you doing tonight? That's what it felt like. And I'm not, I'm not hammering WWE for it. I think it's, you know, they got to do what they got to do to pop a rating and kind of keep things on even keel and not off a cliff because they don't have their stars. I get it. Um, but I just don't understand bringing back like Vince McMahon, bringing back Eric Bischoff. Now, why are we doing this? If it's not for a, like a real purposeful storyline, these are major characters. I'm not saying they need to be in any kind of match, of course, but why are we bringing them back to just be in these kind of weird, especially Vince McMahon's with Austin theory, weird, uh, or one-off with Eric Bischoff. It's just, it's a little, I don't know. Uh, I don't hate it. I'm just, I'm a little disappointed because you know that they're just bringing them back very temporarily uh, for Eric anyway. I'm not really sad to see Vince if he just suddenly stops being on my screen. But with Eric Bischoff, I would love to see him on a weekly or semi-weekly basis uh, because I do miss the way he, he managed the show in terms of being a GM. I I mean, everything about it. I, I do miss Bischoff, I have to say. Uh, I don't think he has any interest in being on a, full-time, regular-time, or full-time or part-time schedule at all. I really don't believe that. He's got his own beer-brewing business. Um, he's He's got movie projects. He's Bischoff has his hands full from everything I understand, so I very much doubt that Bischoff is going to be a regular part of Monday Night Raw, and this is not going to continue. But it was cool to see him for a night and hear the, I'm back and better than ever. Good. I mean, just great stuff, I got to say. So... All right, um, but let's get into this segment here. Miz and Maurice renew their vows, and we all knew what's going to happen here. We all knew that Edge was eventually going to show up after what happened last week and really the last few weeks of being embarrassed by Miz and Maurice. And here is the description by CBS Sports. I'm leaning on CBS Sports tonight, as I normally do, to make sure that we get uh, everything covered. So, uh, okay. We got Maurice showered with booze while tearfully reciting her vows to the point where brief portions were nearly inaudible. Yeah, the, the crowd was crapping all over her. It was great. Really. I mean, they were, boy, did they hate this. The Miz responded by delivering vows in French, 
which after he mixed some Spanish in, Maurice said that just continue in English. And then Bischoff delivered a tongue-in-cheek statement about any objections. And then he said, oh, hell, you know how this is going to turn out. I mean, yeah, we do, but do you need to... Did, did that line really need to be there? Like, it's implied, right? It's implied. Don't tell us that something's about to happen, right? Like, don't don't tell us that. That's that's bad job out of WWE creative, not Bischoff. Creative. You don't tell us that, okay, uh, yeah, you know what's about to happen. Well, how does Bischoff know? How exactly does he know? Yeah, they usually turn out that way, but you don't bring it up. It's kind of meta. Like, you, you, you don't do that. So I wasn't a fan of that, but of course, Edge comes out to a... A huge reaction, and he, Miz and Maurice kissed in front of him. He said he wasn't out here to spoil the occasion, but uh, he said that, you know, is this a white wedding? And of course, then the brood, well, I don't, shouldn't say of course, the brood's music hit, and they got a brood bath. Eh. I mean, are we really now going to equate revenge by, getting, you know, sliming somebody, essentially? I know it was gray or black, whatever it was, like looked like tar. Are we really going to equate that as revenge now? Are you going to really dumb down edge to that now? You couldn't have a spear. You couldn't. I know that they're selling that for Sunday, you know, or Saturday rather. They're waiting. Everyone wants to see edge spear Miz. I get that, but I don't know. It, just, it didn't make any sense. You could have at least had edge get a couple of uh, strikes in, go for the spear and Maurice pulls uh, Miz out of the ring and edge doesn't get it. You know, like, that's fine, too. But a brood bath? Why are we going back to the brood all of a sudden? What? What? What do we do? Like, why? I don't I don't get it. I'm not I'm not angry about it. I just I'm confused. I know that there's the contrast of, oh, they have white garments on and the black tar. OK, I get the visual. The visual is what it is. But I'm looking deeper here. To me, that's not revenge. And then Edge just kind of casually leaves after he could have easily pounded Miz into oblivion. So after everything the Miz did the last few weeks, Edge, his big revenge is sliming you like you're on Double Dare. I've said this many times. I make that reference all the time to Mark Summers and Double Dare because we see it too often. We see it way too often. And I know that Edge said, I'm going to beat your ass on Saturday, but I'm going to embarrass you tonight. No, like you should be enraged. Why are you containing your rage? What? What? How is that going to help you? Why couldn't you do both tonight? I don't know. I, like, I, I don't know. I'm not, I didn't hate this segment. It was just kind of like, eh, wasn't the worst ending I've seen in Monday Night Raw, but it certainly didn't to me. It didn't make me super excited to see these two. Like, I, I just want to see Edge hit Miz with a spear and call it a night. Now he may not actually win the match. We'll, we'll actually talk about that on the review show later this week, but uh, it was an okay way. It was okay to end the, end the show. A little bit Nickelodeon for me. I don't like the slime. I don't like the the goo. I don't like any of those, the food when people get thrown, you know, food or pies. I don't know what it is with Vince and like food products. I don't know what it is where he finds it funny. This, for whatever, like no one's got the courage to tell Vince, this is not funny. And it's a bit kind of TVG. Like it's, 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 it sounds like somebody's watching the Kids' Choice Awards. Like, what are we doing? Why are we using slime and food and pies with, you know, Tony Storm and Charlie? Like, what are we doing? Why, what is the obsession with food products? I, I can guarantee Vince's knee slapping back there. No one's got the guts to tell him this sucks, Vince. C- can we actually, you know, do wrestling instead of theater Yeah, or, or, or attempted theater or embarrassment? I don't know. Again, not the worst thing, but uh, not the the best thing either. So. All right. Well, that is the raw review, everybody. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope I made sense during this very foggy, fever-induced, body-chilled uh, raw review. Um, and I would hope that you guys consider going ad-free on Apple Podcasts. The sale is coming to a close very soon, so jump on board for ninety-nine cents a month, nine dollars and ninety-nine cents a year. Think about that: two months free, ten bucks for the entire year ad-free for every show we do. That's like hundreds of shows a year. So. Consider that or on Patreon, a dollar gets you in the door on Patreon and you get to join our Discord server for this Saturday night's day one pay-per-view. We're going to continue, of course, this week with the mailbag tomorrow night. Don't forget, Mr. and Mrs. Casual Wrestling Fan are going to be doing the email portion of the mailbag. Please send in your emails to us uh, on or at my Gmail account at realwwpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can send us on Patreon. If you're a patron of the show, we use our internal internal messaging service is fine too. 
Everybody, thank you so much. Send in those voicemails, too. I'll be answering the voicemails for the mailbag portion. But the mailbag takeover happens tomorrow night. Everybody, thank you so much. Stay safe. I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show. Or head to wwepodcast.com. And for all of these shows ad-free, head over to patreon.com slash WWE Podcast. Until then, we'll see you next time. Let's talk about supplements for just a minute. The market of supplements is overcrowded, right? It's oversaturated. There's too many to choose from. You just don't know which one you want. You don't know which one's effective, what has potential harmful side effects. Well, I have one that I can tell you with confidence is not only not going to give you any of those negative side effects, but also will provide you with the energy that's sustainable. It doesn't have those crashes. And the product I'm talking about is called Energy Boost. It's from a company called Vitali Boost, and they sell a bunch of other great products. But you can check out the website at vitaliboost.com. That's V-I-T-A-L-I boost.com. So what makes Energy Boost so great? Well, it's made from natural, clinically researched ingredients that include caffeine, B vitamins, and other energy-stimulating nutrients. And it's perfect whether you're working out, gaming, studying, or during those intimate times with your partner. Not only does Energy Boost give you sustained, powerful energy, it's also specifically formulated to avoid those negative effects that I was talking about that some people experience with just consuming caffeine alone. I, I'm a massive coffee drinker. I can tell you the crash is no fun, right? We all know that. Those of us that are Starbucks affectionados or um, wherever you may get your coffee, we all know what that does. This is not going to give you that crash. And Vitality Boost, by the way, is a leader in the supplement uh, energy market. And customers absolutely love them. Right now, they have a 92% five-star review on Judge Me. It's a third-party review platform that only accepts reviews from verified purchases. So you know they're not just creating these manufactured, uh, manufactured reviews. These are real people reviewing the product, honestly. And 92% is a, an amazing, amazing uh, five-star rating review. So... Check out Energy Boost today, risk-free. You can go to VitaliBoost.com. Again, that's V-I-T-A-L-I Boost.com. You use our promo code WWE for a discount. But if you're interested in learning a little bit more about the science behind Energy Boost, visit my Vitali Boost's health guide at VitaliBoost.com. Uh, again, V-I-T-A-L-I Boost.com. And right there, you'll find information from peer-reviewed academic journals about the active ingredients in all of Vitali Boost supplements all of these supplements, by the way, are made in the United States. That's cool. And a reminder, go to vitaliboost.com and use our promo code WWE. You'll get a discount on the Energy Boost and all of their other great supplements. So don't miss out, guys. Go check out Energy Boost. And again, it's vitaliboost.com, V-I-T-A-L-I boost.com.